You know, the last week has been tumultuous for uh, Vishal Sikka, but it hasn't been easy for journalists too, has it? How much sleep have you got, especially given that it's needed three guys to write this cover? I guess one could say that this is the kind of stuff that, you know, journalists live for, although, <laughs> you know, we, we grumble about it, but... Uh, it came smack in the middle of Ganpati. Yes, and it, yeah, and it happened on a, on a national holiday, but, I mean, a fast-moving story with lots of development very, very quickly. Not necessarily a happy story the way it was developing. And now, in some people's view, uh, it has taken a happy turn, although that kind of remains to be seen. There was an update almost every hour when the news broke. And uh, we are recording this on the day when the markets opened for the first time after Mr. Nandan Nilekani took over. The shares have sh- surged again and his job basically is to bring back stability. But let's step back to give us an idea of why uh, Mr. Sikka was brought in to Infosys in the first place. How long ago was it? And uh, he's the first CEO not being part of the original founders. Yeah, you kind of touched upon uh, a couple of important things that are germane to this story, although a lot of uh, sort of short, immediate newsy coverage of how things are today. Yeah, the first thing, of course, is that Sika was brought in to turn Infosys around at a time when it was lagging fears. There was a fear that it was uh, losing its mojo. At that time, people were actually clamoring for, you know, the founder, Mr. Andar Naran Murthy, to come in and sort of save the day and he did come in and he made some changes and he also brought in Sikha pretty quickly. The other thing that I said that you touched upon there is that for the first time in the company's history, you know, the baton was not passing from one founder to the next. Uh, in a sense, it, was, it became a professional-led experiment and uh, one way of looking at that is that experiment has failed today. He seemed to have made the right noises and has gotten some sort of a result as well. He shifted focus from software services to the new age of automation, analytics, artificial intelligence, things that were being done by Indian software coders about a decade back or even 15 years ago can now be done by machines. So what next? So he seemed to have brought that in. Yeah, came in as a little bit of an unknown entity, but it was very well put by uh, Ravi Venkatesan, you know, who stepped down as co-chairman in the former board, but remains on the board under Nilekani. During one of the conferences with the investors, he said this whole vision that uh, Vishal Sikka articulated started out as Sikka's vision, but it has now become very much Infosys's vision. And uh, he was uh, referring to a kind of a game plan that Sikka articulated in the context of how the world has changed because of the rise of cloud computing, because of uh, artificial intelligence moving out of just basic sciences research into the commercial market around the world and its applications becoming more and more important to businesses. He wanted Infosys to pivot from a a provider of pretty sort of low-end IT services, you know, time and material, warm body-based IT services, can you explain that for a non-IT listener? So basically, an oversimplified way of putting it is uh, back in the old days of sort of good old days of IT, people used to, the industry executives used to joke about your mess for less. 
So I'll take over your your mess and I'll do it for less. Okay. You know? Okay. So, so right. basically, take over maintaining a bunch of uh, computer systems, and they could be very large. Make sure that they have the latest patches and, and things like that. In fact, in Sikar's words, during one of one of their flagship annual uh, events called Confluence, he spoke about how the IT industry was always very good at order taking and not very good at problem finding. And so that was a sort of bigger picture of the pivot as well. So he wanted Infosys to become a provider of a very high-end software and IT-led problem-finding consulting company, which would always, of course, provide IT services, but around these more modern, uh, more high-margin software products. Shareholders seem to have uh, had faith in what he was trying to do. Your cover suggests that the share prices rose more than 20% until the time uh, he quit. Out of the $2 billion revenue that the company made after he joined, half of it came from stuff that didn't exist at all before before he joined. So what went wrong, Hari? On the face of it, it was about uh, uh, governance lapses, the way mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Narayana Murthy articulated it. He felt there were some things which were not done properly. Uh, it was a combination of many different things. On the one hand, some things that Mr. Narayan Murthy felt that the company was not doing correctly. Also, I guess practices that the board followed, which they felt was in, was the way they ought to do it as their mandate as an independent board, accountable to the broader you know, set of shareholders and stakeholders. So I think a combination of all of that. So. There are factions which do not side with Mr. Murthy, where a certain accusation to Mr. Sikha that he profited from an acquisition that Infosys made a while back could not be proven eventually. So in the end, who was wronged? What is your investigation or, you know, what's the real picture is basically what I'm asking. I, I would really say the answer to that question will decide a lot for Infosys. I have to be honest, it isn't clear to anybody except those investigation reports. And so, in fact, uh, even at his press conference, Nandan Nilekani did not immediately say whether he would now make uh, the entire findings of those investigations public, which in recent times was an important demand by Mr. Narayan Murthy. Nilekani has said that he will get a full briefing from the company and then figure out what needs to be done. I mean, one thing this time around, I, I do feel sort of went against uh, Mr. Murthy. I mean, not to take away from his reputation as a stalwart, as an industry builder, as an Olympian in the IT industry. You know, in fact, Nilekani repeatedly called him the father of corporate governance in India. Is that he chose to make this whole, uh, you know, his whole disagreement uh, with the board and the CEO uh, very public. He took it to the newspapers. He took it to the television reporters. Uh, and he made a, 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 I mean, a fairly pol- a public spectacle of the whole thing. You said something about corporate governance there. Uh, in Western countries, a founder's vote is counted you know, as much as that of any other board members. For instance, in Microsoft, uh, Bill Gates' vote is equal to that of his colleagues on the board, but not so much in India. It doesn't seem like it. You, on one hand, you do talk about corporate governance and he being the uh, epitome of it. But when he holds only 0.38% of the company, it doesn't appear to be so, wherein the, perhaps is it the culture that it is far more promoter-led uh, than board-led as how it should have been or as it should be. And that could have been the folly for Infosys in a way, wherein you don't let the organization to run professionally and trust the guy in charge and want to be having to do it uh, one's own way. No, fair enough. I mean, in, in our cover story, you know, in fact, one of the very senior executives, he spoke about how while the founders collectively 
hold a little bit less than 13 percent so you know it is their outsized reputation they have this you know a really mind-blowing reputation as people who really achieved something that india had never seen before uh, and they did stand for all things uh, corporate governance in india so he made the point that perhaps mr murthy used that clout as well you know when he took this whole fight public what's next then where does this uh, take infosys uh, in the next few weeks or months perhaps so yeah so there are two important things that i uh, noticed while reporting for this story i mean sitting through the press conference uh, and listening to the early, earlier in the day listening to the investor call uh, that nilekani had during the investor call he was asked about uh, some of the challenges that faces both infosys and the industry broadly the way he looks at what is changing in the world what are the big challenges he is in very broad agreement with the way vishal sikka articulated what the big challenges are so that is a very interesting point to note in terms of what next there are two what next actually one is what next in terms of what nilekani will do they have to quickly find uh, you know a permanent chief executive uh, i guess fill some of the board positions and so on having done that how will they now take some of the things that vishal sikka has set in motion over these 3 years and what will they do with that so to what extent will nilekani you know back continuity in terms of that strategy of a software and it led services company that's the first what next and the slightly more longer term what next which really fascinates me with this company is what after nilekani last time round there was a problem uh, under mr shibulal's naranamurthy came in he found a, a, a charismatic new ceo who did a few things and now again nilekani has come in another founder has come in and he will do something maybe he stays for a year two years three years and then he will necessarily have to step back so will he this time be able to build and institutionalize a culture and yes do it really fast even if it is 3 years a culture where infosys can finally run without the founders coming back every time people feel there is a crisis that is to me the big question with infosys because if they fail to do that this time it would clearly it's going to be a tragedy for a company like infosys we all hope that isn't the case and and we look forward to reading more of the coverage from you and your team hari uh, on on infosys thank you very much for your time on this one brilliant thanks so much abhishek thank you all you listeners get this podcast on forbesindia.com as well as on itunes and uh, this this issue also has a package on cloud computing check that out and to have someone call you for a forbes india subscription just message forbes to 51818